0: Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the Dao of Miracles podcast. Today we're going to get into the Dao. Why is this podcast called the Dao of Miracles? What does the Dao have to do at all with miracles? What does the Dao of Miracles and the Dao de Ching have in common? Why miracles in the Dao? Well, there are multiple reasons and um, we're going to get into four of them. So first of all, just like the Tao Te Ching, which is an infamous uh, 6th century BC Chinese text written by philosopher and spiritual um, practitioner, I guess, uh, named Lao Tzu, and its writings are universal. While it was written in 6th century BC, it's still completely relevant to what Humans go through it's part of talking about the human experience in relation to our massive, beautiful consciousness state, and what happens when we connect with our minds versus connecting in the state of our natural flow, our natural essence. So, miracles point to that consciousness just like the Tao Te Ching does. So, that's one similarity. Um, They describe the tenets of our conscious nature, just like the Tao Te Ching points at the tenets of our conscious nature. Number two is that when we're in the flow, everything just takes care of itself. That's kind of talked about in the Tao Te Ching through a few different words, depending upon the translation. Sometimes it's called the straw dogs. Sometimes it's called the 10,000 things. Sometimes it's referred to as the myriad of things. So we're going to get into that. But in the Tao, everything just takes care of itself. And that's what we see with our miracles. When we're on this path of miracles, everything kind of gets resolved and miracles show up when they need to and disappear when they don't. And we become very connected to our consciousness. And that's the biggest point. So we're going to get there in just a minute. The third thing is that... The doubt of miracles asks us for surrender, to live in that harmony away from where our minds pull us. Our minds pull us out of miracles. Our minds pull us out of our consciousness state where miracles abound. Our minds, meaning our emotions and our fears and everything else that we create with our minds, pulls us out of the natural essence, pulls us away from the most natural expression of who and what we are. So that's number three. As we go through number three, um, surrender is the state that gets us into the Tao and into miracles, into much more miracles, because they're both aligning us with who and what we are. So the final one that we're going to talk about is that just like in the Tao, the path of miracles does bring us to that peaceful harmonious place and connection with our higher selves and connection with our soul essence we follow our miracles just like we follow the Tao, and we will soon find out that they are steering us to the same exact place so yes um being on the path of miracles has similarities to a spiritual practice um And for me, they intertwined throughout my life. But I didn't even recognize that for the first 15 to 20 years, because it was really once I started to align much deeper into my soul essence and into self-awareness and being responsible um, as I act in this world, it opened up. So the first 20 years I had miracles, I had things go on things that I didn't even know were miracles were happening, but I didn't have enough experience. They weren't repetitive at that point. I wasn't living as aligned to my soul essence as my spiritual path eventually got me there. And so once that happened, the miracles started to show up in droves a lot more frequently, a lot more um, just when I needed them. And that's when I got to see how the doubt the Tao of Miracles is very, very similar and rides a similar journey to the spiritual practice. So we'll talk about that some more in other episodes as well. But today we're going to talk a little more about the Tao Te Ching. So um, there are hundreds of English translations of the Tao Te Ching, um, definitely over centuries. You can find dozens and dozens of them just on any bookseller right now. And I have a couple of favorites. I have maybe a few in hardback, a couple on uh, eBooks, and a couple that I just reference as PDFs um, because they all come with the, how do we say this? Maybe the evolutionary state of the experience and the experiences of the person translating them. So if you even attempt to translate the Tao and work through its not just translation, but how does that tell the spiritual stories and how does that um, spiritually align to our world as it is now um, and not necessarily, not necessarily 8,000 years ago or even with someone more spiritually evolved, will have a different words, different iterations that come through. So there are some great ones. Um, Wayne Dyer did a whole book that is a lot of people's favorites. Um, there is Stephen Mitchell. He has done a lot of the Rumi and Hafez. I think he's done Hafez translations too. And I love his Rumi translations. And I think the data is great. And there's one that I found that um, Ursula Le Guin, She is a science fiction writer, but when she was in her late 20s, I think she decided to go for her translation of the down. I just think that is fantastic for maybe someone less on a spiritual path. It still has so many insights in it, but if you're not down the spiritual path and familiar with some of the terminology, I think that one is universal as well, maybe for people who are starting out. So let's dive a little into the Tao Te Ching. And this is not going to be a podcast to go deep into the verses of the Tao Te Ching unless it completely aligns with miracles. And there are passages that do. We'll highlight some of those as we go on. But let's just start talking a little more about it if you're not familiar with it. Um, There is an entire religion called Taoism based on the information the knowledge that came out of this, I hate to call it scripture, this writing. has 81 verses and for me they're very much like zen cones cones um and they once you understand them you're you're going through a process in the mind you're not necessarily understanding them the way you under you read a biography and you understand what happened but it's you're imbibing an essence and you're changing and stopping the mind almost with some of these thought processes because because you can't use your thought processes. You're kind of stopping your mind as you're reading these because they're trying to describe our conscious nature, how best to flow, how best to work with it, and how what its essence is. And it also talks a lot, the Dao Ching also talks a lot about If everyone lived in the Dao, what a good ruler is living in the Dao, like leaders and rulers. And definitely you could see they had challenges in their political scene, (laughs) whatever that might be, 6,000 BC, just like there is today. And so there's a lot, half, probably about half of the 81 verses will make recommendations of how leaders living in the Dao would be and how they should be living in the dao to be harmonious and really having the level of insight that we can have when we're connected to our source so the dao is not a thing which is the hardest part to conceptualize it means way and it has been traditionally known as a journey of the middle way But that isn't at all about being average or succumbing to an ordinary life. In fact, it's just the opposite because if we're able to flow in the way, we usually do it practicing surrender. And it just so happens that um, many of our miracles guide us towards immersion into the flow, into the surrender, into the way of water. Um, And we'll talk about that. The Tao is called the water course way. And we should think about what that means. Um, Think about how water moves. Water follows the path of least, least resistance. Water follows the path of least resistance. Water is incredibly powerful. It spreads itself out across whatever it touches. It always searches for the lowest ground. And it is flowing. You just are not steering it. It's flowing where it's supposed to flow, where it finds no resistance. And think about what our minds do. Our minds put up resistance all the time in every way. So when we are being steered in the in the Dao by the Dao, we, we experience more miracles, because why? If they're just part of our natural consciousness state. And if we learn that, just as a core belief, if we have to get any new beliefs out of this, that's the one. If we can bring one new belief into our lives, which I don't want to replace old beliefs with new ones, it's better just to get rid of them and be open to any possibility of potential. But the one belief would be that miracles are not rare and they are part of, our conscious nature. and They're just intersections of our conscious nature that should always be there, should always have been there before we became separated. So it's not even doing anything as much as a returning to ourselves, returning to our source, returning to what we have always been meant to be. So surrender, I, I keep saying surrender brings us into the Tao but really we're not in it, <laughs> you can't just follow it. It's more like an entanglement because if we're made out of the same substance as our conscious universe, once we allow more of it to flow through and work and we're, we're experiencing more of our consciousness state, that means we are more entangled with it. So once our lives are enduringly entrained with our primal conscious nature by immersion in the Tao, instead of just having a toe or a pinky finger, as we do often, um, we open the energetic and our intuitive pathways of communication with our universe and its creative immense flow. Think about that. It's full of possibility and potential. It's ours to harness. And then at that juncture, our miracles don't just reveal its tenets, but they show up more since we're no longer trying to fit the universe into a pinhole, which we define with our beliefs. And you know, we do that to all the demands of the world we make, and we do that to the universe too. So, you know, we're all different. We're all on different paths. We're all engaged with our universe on a sliding scale from just a little to full and complete. And I would say probably the self-realized beings are the ones who are full and complete. And not only does it vary from person to person, it varies greatly for a single person on a single day. Because different times of our lives, different days of our lives, um, we have different reactions. We're in our emotions or feelings, or we're just having a great day and we're in the flow. But if we're triggered, forget it. We're not in the Tao. We're just kept ourselves way far away from our natural state. So to find coherence with the Tao, like some other forms of spiritual practice, we definitely need to see, understand, and work with our attachments. That's why I was saying, let's not replace an old belief system for a new one. just that one, (laughs) just the one, just try the world out for a little bit where miracles are not rare, and that they're part of our natural essence and once we open ourselves up to it um which takes a bit of work i'm not going to lie it took a while to get there and a lot of it was through a lot of spiritual work um it's worth it it's worth it and the miracles will guide that journey for us we don't have to do it ourselves and try and figure it out um they've given us some clues and that's why this podcast in the first place right i want to share everything miracles shared with those who have them. Because everyone needs to know this. If we all started living in the flow and in the harmony and in that natural state of our existence, oh my gosh, what an amazing world it would be. Everyone was able to engage in everyday conversations with our rudimentary conscious nature. Imagine that. Imagine that. So the word Tao, which is also it's spelled T-A-O and D-A-O. You might see both of those and they're used interchangeably. Um, it has been come to be known as the way, the flow, the natural order of the universe. And it's more formally defined as the process of nature by which all things change, which is to be followed for a life of harmony. Now, of course, that's the Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary definition. But think about that, the process of nature by which all things change and which is to be followed for a life of harmony. So things are always changing naturally as they need to. And if we're in that flow, we don't put up resistance. We just move with the change. We move with the way things come and go and come and go and try not to have judgments and opinions about it, no matter how much we don't like it or how much we love it. It's all the same. It pulls us out of that natural essence. Okay, the Tao is not a thing, yet it gives rise to all the things of this world. Like I said earlier, the 10,000 things, and it can be observed in the objects and experiences of the world. And I've chosen miracles because they seem to be the best connected secrets we can look at to learn from at this point in our lives, I believe. Um, we start to enter the balance and the natural order of things and we will also find that when we create using the dao all the power and the will of the universe is ours to harness as long as we are flowing in its same direction and we can actually surf this like an ocean wave that kind of builds energy and strength before it crescendos into our creation <clears throat> And this is, you know, I'm still learning that. I think we all have to learn that. But there are um, opportunities with our manifestations to absolutely use that. When I manifested the perfect partner, I had no idea that I was being following the rhythms and the motions and the waves of the universe to put me in a situation where I was going to meet that person right when he was looking for his new partner and that's phenomenal so that was like a wave that built and crescendoed and I was not on the page for where I was going and where I was moving but I found surrender anyway it wasn't easy but I did it and that was finding my perfect partner which we'll talk about in another episode was one of the four miracles that happened at the same time that started with the guarding and steering miracle to keep me safe during COVID. So those are like the ocean waves building energy. Um, those are our manifestations, our creations. They, we can learn a little bit, just a little bit of how and why miracles can act in the mysterious and powerful ways they do because they do harness all the potential and possibilities that universe is and offers. Now, and we need help with something just like my father's doppelganger showed up. I didn't anticipate that. I didn't plan that. I did not expect that. I did not think anything about that. I just asked for help. And sometimes we do that with so much success. I have definitely said, okay, universe, this situation is confounding me. I can't get past it. I can't move through it. I am stuck. I am reached a dead end wall. um, I need help to move through this. And as long as we're open and willing to go where we're being shown to go as the very next step, the universe will take care of us for that. So you can just go, okay, universe, I need help with this one. Please help me and get ready because just get ready to be in surrender and see what happens because it is powerful. It is pretty powerful. So let's just talk, let's just dive into the Tao, the Tao Te Ching just a little bit. Um, verse one is the one that's repeated over and over and over again everywhere I uh, people start talking about Taoism and <clears throat> what the Tao is, because it is pointing to the nameless and formless essence of our paradoxical universe, which is incredibly difficult to describe. And we know this because. We are part of it. We're in it. We can't see past what, well, it's like a fish in water. And you ask that fish to describe its, what's water? How does a fish describe water? It's its entire world. It's an entire universe. It is the substrate in which it lives. How do you step out of that and describe something else um, to compare it to even? Because it's all it knows so you can measure it you can say oh it's hot it's cold it has little bubbles or it has less bubbles or i could see sunlight from some places or i could see darkness from other places how do you describe what is water how do you describe what is our universe's construct our miracles will point at it other things that we know about our metaphysical nature will point at it we still don't know science has not been able to figure out what it is and religions call it god What is God? So I'm gonna go a little bit, this is a, I'm gonna go a little bit into the first verse. And this is from a very old, and I wanna be sure not to get anyone's copyright here. So this is over hundred years old, 130 years old. It's the Tao Te Ching translated by James Legge, L-E-G-G-E in 1891. So that's the copyright um, version that I'm using through this podcast. So verse one reads, the Tao that can be trodden is not the enduring and unchanging Tao. The name that can be named is not the enduring and unchanging name. Conceived of as having no name, it is the originator of heaven and earth. Conceived of as having a name, it is the mother of all things. Always without desire, we must be found. If it's deep mystery, we round sound. But if desire always within us be, its outer fringe is all that we will see. Under these two aspects is really the same, but as development takes place, it receives the different names. Together we call them the mystery, where the mystery is the deepest gate of all that is subtle and wonderful. There's so much in that to unpack, and I'm definitely not a Tao scholar, so I would not do it justice to even try (laughs) to say that on a podcast, but if you look at the essence, right, the second you try and put a name on it, you can't, because it is all things, it is changing things, it is, um, but the Tao itself is unchanging, it is that primal root essence of all we are, and it's the experience of in the way it's not a thing but it is the originator of heaven and earth right so it's not even heaven and earth it's the originator that created heaven and earth the mother of all things but the second that we start having our desires we don't see that we see the worldly things we see the ten thousand little things the little fractals its outer fringe is all that we see. And under these two aspects, it is really the same. But as development takes place, it receives different names. So that's what fractals are. They're pieces of the whole. Um, But the second we're looking at that little fractal piece, we're not seeing the big root substrate that it is. We're seeing the little peace that's connected that's cut off and that's all of us we are all those little fractals of our grand conscious nature and so are miracles miracles just bring us more into understanding its essence so i think you know it's clear to see the moment we open this first page the simply stated and complex sublime verses definitely give rise to, you know, a universal wisdom that people resonate with, because it holds a universal truth. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna see if there's any few more. Um, yeah, okay, let's do this. This is just a tiny little excerpt from verse 21. Same translation, translated by James Legge, 1891. How do I know the essence of all marvels by observing things that bestow the Tao? How do I know what the amazing, incredible things of this world are? By observing the things that bestow the Tao. And I love that because that is exactly what our miracles do. I think, you know, if you sit down and study people, um, you'll find root elements of that you'll find understandings of our fractals of consciousness, but I'd rather examine and study things that come straight from our source. Verse 28 of the Tao Te Ching talks about returning to the root, which is our source, and what happens if we do not remain in the place of internal stillness, which is in the Tao often called the eternal well of stillness. So this is an excerpt from verse 28. Experience the glory, but express humility and be the world's refuge. Be virtuous and complacent, which I translate that as surrender, and be returned to your roots. Uprooted, wood can be carved into instruments. The master utilizes it and becomes respectful leaders. Therefore, a great tailor seldom trims. It's like when you breathe, you're breathing this in, you're breathing in, be the world's refuge, be in surrender. That's my, um, instead of virtuous and complacent, and be returned to your roots. Be returned to the eternal stillness that you are made of. Uprooted wood can be carved into instruments. Yes, (laughs) uprooted our minds turn us into anything and everything and they're not always good sometimes they are I think that be virtuous and complacent be virtuous is be the good stuff you know for me be the good stuff be and and complacent is still on surrender not not that reactive mind because what happens when we're carved into instruments well we certainly are making a lot of noise and we're instruments for things that are not positive we are we become instruments for greed, instruments for fear, instruments for jealousy, instruments for power, instruments that just keep us honking, (laughs) not anywhere in the stillness that resides in each one of us. All right, let's find that last passage that I wanted to talk about, where everything just takes care of itself. So the Tao Te Ching also speaks to the infinite potential that the force of miracles provides as it engages with our lives so that means all the details of this complex world are taken care of when the universal flow of harmony is predominant now that could be a big assumption right that could just be how do you know how do you know that well that has definitely been my experience with miracles especially the guiding and steering miracles this pesky guiding and steering miracles they if we're in that universal flow of harmony, it's going to flow us eventually to our soul's path, our soul's essence, because that is this journey. So anyway, verse 37, the Tao abides in non-action, but there is nothing it does not do. When the leaders abide, the myriad of things transform by themselves everything is taken care of naturally the myriad of things are the ten thousand things the straw dogs they refer to all of the objects situations details and happenings of our lives and our world that would simply find resolution on their own if we just let things be we just let things be if we stop poking and prodding at each other and pushing each other and trying to be the best over someone else and trying to be judgmental against someone else or trying to get love from someone else, they would find resolution on their own. And the doubt ensures we don't have to sweat the small stuff because situations arise and fall as the best course of action that is really best for all. Let's just say, just big disclaimer on this as well. The passage is not meant to speak about the delivery of our wants and needs. Through miracles or anything else, but the path of miracles also shows that it doesn't preclude it either. We won't get everything we want, but what is truly needed for each of us will come to fruition. So, when we remember that the Tao Te Ching is thousands of years old, we can see that the flow of the universe is. Observationally and probably um, operationally, what we still experience today. Even though society has changed how we live in the world, further progressing us into the current trajectory of our evolution, you know, our primordial level just hasn't changed that much at all. The mind is the mind is the mind. We've heard so many spiritual teachers say that over and again. The mind is ancient, the mind is universal, there's nothing new in the mind. So meaning our our human condition is still similar today as it was in 6,000 BC. Okay, so that was all very nice, right? But how is that practical? What does that really mean for us? Well, let's think about it. We're in a situation where everything just takes care of itself. We're in a situation, we're walking down the street and the universe, just like uh, the universe has changed a number of my scenarios in advance. It saw what was going to happen to me and send people to come help me, especially in the three life-saving miracles I had, right? So you're walking down the street and you're gonna get mugged, but you don't know this. There's just someone following you halfway down the street and um, you're not aware of that. You're kind of window shopping, looking in the store windows. But across the street, you see someone walking down and, oh my goodness, that looks like my ex and I do not want to talk to him. I do not want to see him today. I can't deal with that. There's too much trauma and drama going on. I'm just going to duck into this doorway so he doesn't see me. Now, are you being in the flow when that happens? Nope. Did that person perhaps was sent there to help you? Yes. So it's getting late or it's, I don't know, whatever. There's just not a lot of people on the street. It's a rainy day. And you duck into a little alleyway or a little doorway, then the store's closed. And the person across the street who you are hiding from doesn't see you, but the person following you halfway or a way down the street says oh my goodness what a great opportunity runs up grabs your bag and takes off right the person across the street who was a good he he wasn't your ex it was a great runner who would absolutely go help someone in need but he doesn't see what's going on he doesn't see the whole thing happening because you were in your mind you ducked from the person who was sent there to help you and then your bag got stolen and no one knew, No, one, that guy across the street wasn't any of the wiser, didn't know what was going on, didn't see what happened, and didn't know to turn around and help you, but didn't even know you were there because you ducked. Okay, so that was a little maybe exaggerated scenario. But think about what happens when we are projecting our emotions, our experiences on someone else. That person could have been a stranger, probably was a stranger, but didn't, reminded you of something that pulled up all these emotions. We got in our minds, we got out of our center, and the person who was sent there to help you can't help you anymore. And that's such a simple but exaggerated example, just to prove a point, right? You're not in surrender. The the answer was already coming. You're not in surrender and we're in our minds, and we just created a situation that was worse for us instead of better. Even if that person wasn't sent there to help you, (laughs) um, had you not hidden what was going on, they would have seen it, and they probably would have stepped up and helped, but you hid it. So there's all sorts of levels of participation that we do with our minds. So when we resist with our minds we're also resisting with our miracles and we are resisting surrender to be in the Tao and we don't ever find resolution and we're usually not able to accomplish the things that we set out to do same with miracles they don't get to accomplish the things they set out to do but we are limiting how They deliver, we're limiting the bandwidth to which they can deliver. When we get down to working with the mind and coming into what the mind truly does to us and for us and how we can use it as a tool for our lives instead of it running our lives um, in ways that we don't particularly appreciate sometimes, right? We let go of all of our mind's desires and habits and demands and things like that Uh uh-oh, we start to find peace, we start to find wholeness, we start to start living in presence and our soul instead of wherever our mind and our subconscious habits are steering us. So that's the other reason why the Tao says it brings peace and harmony and universal essence of what we are into our lives, because... Look at that. We've removed our preconceived ideas. We've removed removed our definitions. We've removed our judgments. Of course, we're going to start to be more in a state of balance. Um, Of course, we're starting to, to be in the middle way and our actions will be effortless. They won't come from very harsh things that we believe to be true. So when I talk about taking the power of the mind back, it's really cutting through the obstacles of the mind and all of the obstacles that have been put in our way <laughs> to be who and what we truly are. Because in that place aligned with our presence, our true conscious presence, we have that power of the universe working through us, for us, with us, alongside us. We have opened a conversation with our true conscious nature, being in the moment flowing wherever the universe is flowing us. We're going to cut through everything and get to the core of it, including some of our not so happening institutional beliefs and things that we're following. So that's what the miracles to really go deep into the path of miracles. That's what it is will share with us as a necessity to having the maximum effect. We can go through life and have our life-saving miracles show up if we need them, but the little everyday flow of miracles, we're not even going to recognize them if we can't um, get out of our minds in that respect. Um, It's about having presence and clarity and awareness in every single second, being in the now, being in the moment, just being, not being something, not feeling and mitigating and managing our emotions and feelings that are, that have pulled us away from the center, but just feeling from a central core place without the reactions of the mind to follow. So I think we're going to end here today. We'll have plenty more conversations on how miracles drive us in the job. We're going to talk a lot more about guiding and steering miracles and about what to do to get in surrender and how we let go of all of these things that are blocking our miracle nature. We have a miracle nature, this I am sure. Um, and we just learn have to learn how to open ourselves up to it. So the Tao, the Tao to Ching, surrender on the path, the middle way, it'll get us there quickest. Thank you so much for listening to the Tao Miracle Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, please share. If you think you have friends that want to learn more about aligning to our natural miracle nature. All right, everyone, this is Sarah signing off. Thanks for listening till next week.